Welcome to Mind the Gap, Suppressed to Addressed, a California-focused podcast about the gaps that divide us and how to bridge them. Mind the Gap was created by the 2022-23 to Calafia Fellows. Calafia is a journalism program by Youth Leadership Institute. I'm Caitlin Chang, a senior Calafia Fellow and co-facilitator of this year's fellowship. Since the COVID-19 pandemic began, the U.S. has seen a rise in hate incidents against Asians and Asian Americans. Between March 19th of 2020 and March 31st of 2022, nearly 11,500 hate incidents were reported to the organization Stop AAPI Hate. What's worse is, this kind of hate isn't even new. U.S. history is littered with acts of hate, from the 1882 Chinese Exclusion Act to President FDR's 1942 Executive Order 9066, anti-Asian hate is a downplayed thread woven deep into the fabric of American history. As a young person, or more specifically, a young Asian person, growing up in a country where people like your own president blame the world's problems on your heritage, it's hard not to internalize it. On today's episode, join Kalafia Fellow and high school senior Jocelyn Yang as she interviews a teacher who recently established the first ever social justice curriculum at Moreau Catholic High School in Hayward, California. Jocelyn asks how the educational system can support diversity, the AAPI community, and more specifically, AAPI youth. Hi, my name is Jocelyn Yang, and I am a high school senior. As many people know, COVID-19 has raised hatred sentiment toward the AAPI community in our society. It has negatively influenced many scopes of life. As a high school student, as well as a nation, I am curious about this social issue and wondering how we can effectively combat racism. Since the 19th century, when a large amount of Asians immigrated to the US, the hatred sentiment and xenophobia have escalated to harm the AAPI community. COVID-19 has spurred a rise in AAPI hatred for the last two years. Many people used the virus as an excuse to harbor racism toward the Asian community. For instance, the former U.S. President, Donald Trump, claimed the virus was the Kong flu or the Chinese virus. It is imperative for the younger generation to explore and consider how to against anti-AAPI racism and assist the community. Therefore, it brings me up here. In this podcast, we will talk about how the educational system can support diversity and combat the rising hatred sentiment to support the AAPI community, specifically the Asian youth. To better develop more deeply into the topic, I interviewed Mr. Jericho Abnico, a social justice coordinator at Murrow Catholic High School, who is the first teacher to establish the social justice curriculum at that high school. I'm curious about his main purpose in initially creating these courses. So setting up this class is really to focus on more, um, more understanding of what happens around the world socially to people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the humanity side. There's a lot of injustices that are happening to people, and we're not talking about it. And a lot of these things are not the faults of individuals. So, for example, a lot of issues when it comes to race, right? Mm-hmm. Why is it that people that are born into a certain culture, into a certain dynamic, into a certain group, um, why are they 
treated more differently than folks um, who are born in a different culture, in a different group, in a mm-hmm. different dynamic. So, right, it's like, it's just, if, we, if we're talking about humanity and people in general, no matter who you are, no matter what experiences you go through, at the end of the day, you mm-hmm. are all human. But society has dictated itself into a certain way that people interact with each other more differently. So, for example, mm-hmm. again, why is it that white privileges exist? And why is it that people of color always have to maneuver around the system a little more differently than folks who happen to be white? Mm-hmm. Why does that exist? Um, things of economic inequalities, um, mm-hmm. things of gender issues, things... There, there, there's so many different injustices that are happening to people. And as young folks, <clears throat> I believe that social justice education mm-hmm. and curriculum is needed in order to plant a seed because we are training our future leaders, right? Eventually, people will create policy. Mm-hmm. Our students will be at those top positions as CEOs. They will be these people who make mm-hmm. decisions. So it's better that their decisions mm-hmm. are informed yeah. and they know how to look at a situation and notice the injustices mm-hmm. in order to do good in this world. So, I mean, that's, in retrospect, that's like the, the surface mm-hmm. answer um, deeper, honestly, it's to get to know yourself, right? To know how you are um, a part of a larger community yeah. and looking mm-hmm. at the individual self and who you are and to celebrate your differences and similarities. Although Mr. Abaneko strongly believes that students can get to know their roots and cultural backgrounds more by taking the social justice courses, he still has experienced many adversities during his process. Anything that has to deal with social justice education mm-hmm. will be targeted. So a lot of people don't agree with this kind of curriculum. And we get a lot of pushback because they think that the atrocities that we're speaking of are the faults of people who are in that room. And what I mean by that are, for example, if I talk about white privilege mm-hmm. right, or white supremacy, mm-hmm. those who happen to be white in my classes think that they're they're responsible for the atrocities that happen mm. because of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. When they say, well, I'm not racist, I, I, I understand diversity, I do this. Well, that's the point. It's, it's understanding that a system has been set up to benefit a group of people. Mm-hmm. Folks now are not responsible <clears throat> for slavery. Folks now are not responsible right. for the atrocities that have happened. Mm-hmm. Folks now are not responsible for um, going against human rights. Mm-hmm. But... At the end of the day, people still benefit from the things that have happened in the past. Hmm. And if we're not able to look at that, revisit it, and learn about it, then we stay complacent and society is just going to be ran the same way. Hmm. So part of the, strong, the, the weakness behind that is the pushback that we get from individuals. Despite all the hardship that Mr. Abanico has encountered during this six years of funding the social justice curriculum, he eventually observed many positive changes in his students and received compliments from the community. I think our students are, are constantly questioning and they're constantly mm-hmm. looking at ways of making Moreau mm-hmm. and their communities a better place. Mm. Um, so, for example, we are hyper more aware of things that happen when it comes to diversity, equity and inclusion work here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking at ways that we can diversify, but also continue to celebrate differences but also look at similarities um i've i mean with the creation of the social justice leadership class mm-hmm. giving youth a, um, a, a platform to speak on a podcast um yeah I, I, we've just seen a total shift in students and wanting to get more involved 
with creating change, not just here on the campus, mm-hmm. but with outside work. Mm-hmm. And that translates to everything that they do even outside after they graduate. I have students who want to go into social justice and community work after mm. their time here at Moreau. Nice. Um, folks who work for nonprofits nowadays, mm-hmm. um, folks who want to get into education, folks who look at and say, hey, why are these injustices happening in my own community? Mm-hmm. And then in turn, mm-hmm. doing something um, to address that. The AAPI community has largely been influenced by malign dissemination, especially during the pandemic. As a result, the disinformation and misinformation about the AAPI community in social media trigger the diminishment of the cultural confidence of many Asian youth. The myth of model minority groups impacts the creation of solidarity and collaboration among different Asian communities. So we, we're supposed to be the model minority, yes. right? I mean, as Asians, we're told to stay quiet. Yeah. We're told to not rock the boat. Right. We're told to not make any noise. Um, mm-hmm. But we're such a large population here, especially in the Bay Area. And we don't get involved with the system whatsoever because we're told not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're supposed to be that model minority. So I want to <laughs> break that stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to break the fact that Asians are a very large population mm-hmm. that has experienced a lot of different atrocities um, not to compare to other people, right? But mm-hmm. that we share common struggles with other cultures and other um, groups of people, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that with the common struggle, if we face it together, we can address it together and then make change together. Mm. Um, that we're not adversaries, but more allies in the work that we're trying to do. So yeah. it's more so bringing folks and creating community with one another. But again, and the majority of Asians don't want to do that. They don't want to get involved. They don't want to... Like, still living... Why, like, why do you think, like, they still, like, don't want to involve, like, still in... Yeah, I, because I really, I, I really mm-hmm. feel with a lot of the... I mean, me being a first-generation immigrant... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, first-generation first Filipino-American. Uh-huh. Um, I think parents and families <coughs> just want us to survive, right? Um, be successful. Make money. Go to school, get the grades. Just again, stay quiet. It, it's mm-hmm. the Asian model minority myth still exists today. I mean, I look at a school like Mission San Jose, for instance, mm-hmm. heavily populated with Asians, mm-hmm. um, and they, um, a lot of the students that come out of that school are told that you have to reach this level of academic success. Oh, that if you don't reach this level. Uh-huh you are going to be considered a failure. And what does that mean? You get an A-, minus. that's mm-hmm. almost failing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in, in the Asian culture, right, you have parents who strive for that and say, I want you to get this because this is the only way that you will succeed in life. Mm. So with that pressure added to the community, it's, it's almost like they don't have time to do anything else. Mm-hmm. And they have the pressure of reaching for the stars when they still are different than other people. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that... Um, we try so hard to fit into the system mm-hmm. and we don't realize we're still just as different. We're still going to be treated differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I've, I've never had this happen to me, but I've had friends who one spoke Mandarin in front of someone and automatically it was almost like they were in, unintelligent because they didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, no. Language is not an indication of intelligence. It's a way of communicating. <laughs> yes. So, and how do you know that person just doesn't speak English? Mm-hmm. You know, you just heard one side to them. So that even, you know, that, 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 that stigma that if you don't speak English, um, you're, you're seen as not smart. It, it's so, like, bizarre to me. 
And in a lot of these Asian cultures, they, they speak the language to keep the culture, mm-hmm. right? Like I speak more, like I, I speak in Tagalog because that's what I'm comfortable in. Although Mr. Abanico has made many accomplishments, he knows that there is still more work to be done. Racial hatred still exists in our community, and fighting it will be a cause he devotes time to his entire life. Mr. Abanico also provides us with some useful suggestions on breaking the model minority myth and any unjust stereotypes that have been created about the AAPI community. Honestly, it's it's discover. First and foremost, I think it's discovering who you are as an individual mm. and knowing that your strengths and mm-hmm. talents are part of your culture and mm-hmm. part of who you are, but it doesn't define your whole community. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you're good at mm-hmm. the arts, go into it, thrive. You know, do what you need. Do do <laughs> just that. Like for example, my mom wanted me to be a doctor. I can't look at blood. I pass <laughs> out if I look at blood. Uh-huh. Right and Education was seen as a oh a low kind of like job for us, no. um, and and they my family said never become a teacher because you're never going to be paid like a lot of money you know mm-hmm. <laughs> never survive. Um, but I love my work. I I love mm-hmm. what I do here. So I think part of it is discovering who you are as an individual. Second, mm-hmm. I think is building community with different groups of people and having conversations about mm-hmm. common struggle. Mm. And then from there, you see the beauty of what a common struggle could look like if you go through it together. Right. And when I say that, like, there's nothing beautiful about a struggle, right? Mm. But you can see what you have more in common with other people mm-hmm. based on who they are as an individual. And then from there, build capacity and community. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, get involved with the system. You know, vote. Um, get in. Um, we need more representation in government. Um, more representation in the media, more representation mm-hmm. in different places. Mm-hmm. Um, don't just stay complacent to like what you think your life should be in, or how your family dictates it. Do what you feel is right for you. Overall, I strongly encourage each educational institution to establish a specific social justice or ethical study curriculum for the younger generation. At the same time, I encourage each Asian youth, especially those in middle and high schools, to explore themselves profoundly and reflectively, thereby trying their best to break down stereotypes and malign dissemination upon AAPI communities. Just like Mr. Abanico said, to know who you are in a part of a larger community, don't just stay complete to like what you think your life should be or how your family dictates it. Just do what you feel is right for you. You've been listening to Mind the Gap, Suppressed to Addressed, a California-focused podcast about the gaps that divide us and how to bridge them. Today's episode was created by first-time podcaster and 2022 Calafia Fellow, Jocelyn Yang. Calafia is a journalism program by Youth Leadership Institute. For more information about Calafia or Youth Leadership Institute, check the links in the description. If you have experienced or witnessed an incident of anti-AAPI hate, bigotry, bias, or discrimination, please check the link in the description to report it or for more resources. Are you a policymaker, a young person, a person on earth? If so, did you like the show? 
Want to talk about it? Then please follow YLI on social at YLI Institute on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or check the description for links. I'm Senior Clawfit Fellow Caitlin Chang, and that's our show. See you next time.